Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go Friday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us around the state, whatever station you happen to be tuned in on or whether it's online. Even if you catch us later in the show, uh, later in the day on our podcast, we appreciate everybody that tunes in each and every day for the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corp studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon, Bob and Kelly. Opening segment of the show, as it is every day, is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great place for a weekend meal, a great place to cater your next event. Dickie's uh, has a catering plan for virtually any type of event, and uh, you'll never meet better people. We appreciate all they do for the Eagle Hour. Our good buddy Al Holder going to be joining us a little later. He's going to give us a Nick Sandlin update and an update on the players from Southern Miss that are getting ready to, for another Major League Baseball season, but we're going to... We're going to do something we've been looking forward to today. Uh, We've been looking forward to this all day, I should say. We've got Hamilton Hudson, who is the manager of D1 Training, uh, in the uh, studio with us here, along with uh, Southern Miss football great Malik Shorts. Um, I'm sorry to say, Malik, former former safety for the Golden Eagles. Ouch. And for for what it's worth, I did ask him in my office, Kelly was a witness, are you sure it's not too late to come back? And you told me it is. Yeah, it's too late. It's too late, yeah. (laughs) All right, well, we're glad you're here, man. And we uh, Thank you for having me. We enjoy getting to meet you during the football season. And we were talking yesterday, you certainly were one of our favorite Golden Eagles, no question about it. All right, so Malik, Monday is going to be pro day at Southern Miss. NFL scouts are going to be here. Yes, indeed. It's going to be your opportunity to show them your your skills. And I, So take us back to what led you to D1 mm-hmm. and what you and Hamilton and the experts at D1 are doing now to get you ready for Monday. Um, so one day, me and my girlfriend, we were sitting at uh, Old Charlie's, and we was having lunch. And, uh, and I we'll seen, have to invoice them now, oh, Charlie's, for the plug. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I seen, as I'm walking in, I seen one of my former teammates, Markel McLaurin, he's headed to D1, and he was getting a workout with C.J. Bailey. So I uh, called him, and I'm like, hey, man, I see you uh, finna get some work in. Why you ain't called me and let me know? And uh, he's like, well, C.J. said he been trying to get some work with you. And I'm like, well, you know, he should have been hitting me up. So we come, I come in. Uh, I get in contact with him, and uh, I say probably the next week um, I'm talking to him, and, and we actually working. So by this time, this is probably like two weeks before I done made my decision. So we are already just working, and we just working on DB drills and stuff. 
And um, at this time, I haven't made no decision yet. I haven't even told him. I haven't told no one. And um, at this point, I'm just praying on my decision and uh, still just trying to see where I should go with it. And um, by that time, uh, me and him was talking. And I'm like, you know, uh, I heard Buzz Cook wanted to talk to me and, and sit down with me. And uh, he actually called Buzz Cook the day we was working out and set up a meeting for me right there. And um, that's how I ended up meeting Buzz Cook, and, and he ended up becoming my agent. And then, man, from when I talked to Buzz Cook, we just sat down and talked, and he was like, where you want to train at? And I'm like, well, I've been training at D1 this whole time, so I might as well just stay there. Mm-hmm. And um, from since then, ever since then, I've been training there this whole time. All right, so Hamilton uh, Hudson is in the studio here with Malik, and uh, he's been overseeing this training. So, so an athlete, and in and, and this case, this is a pronounced athlete. I mean, this is a, an elite Division One college football player. Comes to you and tells you what his goals are. What does D1 do at that point to intervene here and help him? So what we kind of did from there, me and CJ got together and came up with a game plan, as Malik knows. So before I was at D1, I was with Southern Miss Strength Condition Football, so I already knew Malik beforehand with that. So me and CJ, we sat down, we game plan. CJ was going to take care of all of his turf work from his 40 time to uh, his 5-10-5, uh, agility drills, DB drills, and then I took care of him in the weight room standpoint from his bench press, getting him more explosive through everything, training him three to four to- three to four times out of the week in the weight room, and then also I hooked him up with his meal prep for the last three months, getting his body right, putting the right things in there, and just keeping him eating healthy, and that's kind of what we game planned, and me and CJ broke it up into nine – nine total weeks and what we did we broke it up into the first part of three weeks working on his flying end of his 40 and then the uh, second part of those three weeks it was a start time of his 40 and these last three weeks we've done db drill 5105 broad and everything like that so that's kind of how me and cj game planned at d1 how we're going to get malik ready for his pro day on monday you you would think to the layperson listening um, Hamilton, that it's just, look, you're, you're down in the three-point stance or whatever, you know, the, the buzzer goes off, and they get up and they start running. But, man, by the way you're breaking this down, obviously an oversimplification, but this gets really complicated. So that's the thing about the 40 and everything, like we've discussed with Malik, is when you break this down, it's not just – getting in three-point stance and running so everything is so crucial like the last 20 that we worked on the first three weeks that is helping him because some guys will slow up before they even get through the 40 and mainly just working on him driving his arms as hard as he possibly can flying through so one thing that most people don't really really realize from that first 20 you shouldn't be upright until you clear about that 20-yard line. When you're at that 20-yard line, you should be fully extended and there's no holding back, and it's literally called a flying 20 towards the end because you're flying through it. When you start out, you want to drive out hard and low, and as Malik can tell you, the steps of the start are so crucial. The first 10 yards are probably the most critical part of it because once you get to that 20, it's literally just flying speed at that point, all you have in you. Pretty much, that's how it's kind of broken down. And then another thing with that, you want to run in the most straight line clearly possible and everything like that. So that's kind of breaking that down like that. Like it's, people think it's so simple. It is so 
far from it. M- Malik, when you when you get into this thing uh, on Monday, you know, I would think that as a general manager in the NFL, look, we've got film on Malik Shorts. We know what he can do. We know what his, his strengths are. But pro day is something completely different. When you're talking about trimming a little bit off your 40 time, do you know financially what it can mean to run certain times as opposed to others or your draftability at all based on like just a 40 time it does uh, it plays a whole lot of part into it especially depends on your skill position as well so uh far as guys like safeties dbs in general and wide receivers they expect us to run fast because now today's game is evolving if you look up everybody is running four threes now so the game is a whole lot fast. So if you cannot run, you cannot play. It's just that simple. So you got to be able to run fast and if you want to stay in there, to be and, honest. In high school and college, you are getting your education paid for, but it's fun. You're mm-hmm. out there. And, but now it becomes a business. Right. So I want to ask you about how it has changed. You know, your mm-hmm. mindset has changed. Playing for mm-hmm. fun, now playing for a living. Um, Really, you still got to play for fun. You know, um, some people, I think people – getting mixed up when is you try to yes also it's it a business but you can't forget to have fun in this sport also you know um you can't it's gonna be ups and downs but you still gotta know why you play the game you gotta have the love for the game you know and on um, the business part it'll take care of itself if you're doing what you gotta do on the field isn't it fair to say too malik that come monday these fundamental things that that you and uh hamilton have been working on you got to be good at that for them to right. look past look mm-hmm. past Monday and show even more interest. Right. Is, so, that, is um, that fair to say? It it is. Once you perform well, then now they go to the film room. Now we see. All right, let's sit down. Let's put this kid tape on. Let's see what he do on the field. Mm-hmm. And once that, now we got to test his IQ. Is he a smart football player? You know, how did he treat people in the building? How he treat people around him? So it's a lot. From what I heard before, scouts don't even talk to your coaches right away. They go talk to people that your academic advisors, janitors, you know, people outside that you don't see every day. That's right. You know, so they talk to them, and it's best that you make a good first impression on everybody. So, and I just try to. But you've got to perform. You've got to perform come Monday for Mm -hmm. them to continue looking at you. Is that correct? You got to. You got to. uh, You got to help put up good numbers. If you don't put up good numbers, then. They're just going to sit you to the so side. So are you nervous? Uh, every now and then I feel like little butterflies come along, but then it'd be more excited. I'd be more excited for for Monday because I know how much I don't work, how much I don't put into this process this whole time. And yeah. it's just really like I'm ready to perform and show everybody what I've been working on. All right, USM great Malik Shorts is in the studio with us. Hamilton Hudson, the uh, general manager of D1 Training. We're going to continue our conversation with these two young men next, quick reminder, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast, and we learned today a lot of you are doing that. We're grateful. Yeah. Apple Podcast, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or everyone except Kelly can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and she responds. But that's kind of the story of Kelly's life. We'll be and back. With any female. <laughs>
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net sponsors this segment of the show. It's a great place to get your Southern Miss apparel. They'll be open all weekend while the Golden Eagles are playing baseball here in town, and we'll be talking more about that in a bit. Also want to thank Jana King, the King of Clean, for their sponsorship of our program. They've been working for over 35 years, cleaning places of work, education, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. They can clean your business, too, can handle any problem of that nature that uh, you may have. You can go to JanaKingCleans.com. That's JanaKingCleans.com. All right, we've got Malik Shorts in the studio with us, along with Hamilton Hudson from uh, D1 Training. So let me let me go back to you first, uh, Malik, and then we'll get Hamilton back uh, in the conversation. So you said there's 14 players, 14 athletes, 13, 13 yes, scheduled sir. to be there Monday. So what what is going on? in your mind right now and and how do you think you'll digest all of this between now and monday so um as the day get closer you know um now it's, it's about relaxing not doing too much so you won't over pull anything uh won't hurt yourself you at this point we really just want to participate you know we don't want to hurt nothing at all so um if you do Plan on getting on the field. We ain't going to go crazy. You know, we uh, go by 50% going through your steps, going through your starts, um, just running, making sure, you know, everything is as fine-tuned as it can be before you get to Monday. So. Right. And then that come like Sunday, you just want to rest. We want to rest so we can feel 100% come Monday. Stay, stay calm, take care of your body That's between right. now and uh... – And then right now it's just basically – my mindset is visualizing myself doing great. Right. You know, so you got to visualize yourself doing great and then, you know, manifest yep. it and it'll happen. Now, Hamilton, when you're training athletes uh, like Malik for such an important day, is that part of it? Is, is part of what you guys do between the ears for like, and what I mean by that is to have the right attitude, to stay, to do the things that he was just describing? Yes. So basically, and one thing me and CJ have harped on about Malik. The thing about it, you can't overthink it and everything like that. At the end of the day, you just got to go and do it. Like when we're doing this 40 times, working on everything, sometimes, you know, because all athletes do, over sometimes complicate, get in their own head, and we just look and say, just run. Just run, Malik. You know how to do this. And like that, usually he runs out his fastest times when he just doesn't think about it. And that's the main thing. And like going into it, like you said, so when in the weight room, when we're working and everything like that, the environment there transferred over to pro day in the weight room when he's getting ready to do his 225. Adrenaline is going to be through the roof. He's going to probably rep out a lot more 225 reps than what he's even expecting just because the fact, yeah, he's got 13 of his teammates in there. He's got NFL scouts in there. Usually the weight room is full. And, I mean, just that feeling and everything, adrenaline will be high. So the main thing is, like he said the Sunday before, just staying calm, weathering the storm, and then go out and do do what he knows he can do. Will y'all be with him Monday? Yes, yes sir. Me and Coach CJ will be there with him Monday. And, Hamilton, tell us the difference between preparing an athlete for a one-shot deal like Malik and his teammates are going to go through Monday at Pro Day, as opposed to training an athlete for an entire season. How do those training approaches differ? So the training approaches with those like Malik we talked about earlier, 
you get one pro day. That's it. Like some of these guys, yes, they got invited to the NFL Combine. They technically get two shots. NFL Combine, then their pro day. Pro day is a one-time shot. During the season, I mean, you could screw up maybe three, four, five times, and, you know, you get over it, get past it, and go on to the next play. We've got one shot with this, and that's one thing I'm blessed to have gotten Malik when we did three months and just watched him evolve and evolve. And now one thing I'm big on, my guys, being prepared is so you won't fail. If you go into it doing everything you possibly can, beating on your craft over and over, you go into it with the mentality, hey, this is no sweat. I've been doing this for three months now, five days straight bring it on and that's kind of our thinking on it and how he's going to be ready monday because i have all the faith in malik and i know he's going to do well a lot of people when it comes to any type of training say that the biggest part that's underestimated is the food part um you know because people say well you can be in the gym all day long but if you're not eating right or hydrating properly or so on it you know it you're not maximizing so where does food fit in and how do you determine with different positions and different because obviously you're I would think you're not going to feed an offensive tackle the same thing a, a DB would consume yes yeah, so with Malik I've been doing his meal prep and everything picking what he needs and making sure he's staying full and fueled up so the main thing what I did with him every single week Monday when he came to the facility before he did anything I got his weight and then Friday when he got done with training I got his weight then kind of assessed off of his weight and then I'd assess off of his strength in the weight room and that's how I went went about getting his meals and how I did his macros and everything like that what particular meat I'm feeding him and fueling him with and everything like that because Malik was already a pretty good in shape type guy so my main thing, we didn't need to hammer a lot of fish in him because fish is just going to basically take away from his water and everything like that and then not build towards strength because at the same time, as much as we're beating on his craft, you got to fuel up. That way we can make improvements in certain things. And, yes, like you said, I would not feed a DB like I would a lineman. So a lineman is a totally different beast. I mean, they are in the trenches. So... I would feed them very different as opposed to how I would train Malik and I mean feed Malik and everything like that. You, you use the term macros, and I'm a big fan of macros and cheese. Uh, <laughs> or, or no, wait a minute, that's macaroni and cheese. <laughs> you hear that term macros all the time. Educate us. What what is a macro? So there's three macros. There's proteins. There's carbs, and there's fats. So that's what that is. Okay. Malik is weighing around 197, 198. So we were trying to make we try to make sure he at least is ingesting around 200 to 220 grams of protein every day he does need so people have this misconception about carbs and everything they think you know you eat a lot of carbs you get fat and no that is far from it carbs are what you're fueling off of and going off of protein is to help you not break down muscle carbs helps with energy system and everything like that so that's kind of how we dilated that and that's what macros are proteins uh carbs and fats and he's not talking about bluebell kelly when he's talking about <laughs> i was gonna say i was uh, waiting for that and- <laughs> all right malika we got about two and a half minutes left uh you had a great career here at southern miss uh while we want you to succeed we we hate to see you leave because you were such a huge part of the team your thoughts about your career at Southern Miss and how it ended? Um, it, sometimes I'll be speechless, to be honest. Um, 
just thinking back. Some people don't even know I've been here five years, you know, and uh, just looking back over time when I actually started playing uh, just great special teams in 2019, just all special team guy. And then just looking from the time I started on defense, you know, it it's just unbelievable, you know, because um, it was at times I didn't even know I would be here, you know. Right, I, it right. just, And then it was just God-given talent, you know, stayed prayed up. Uh, family kept me humble, grounded, and uh, just had a big support system, you know. Yeah, and, and, um, and then Will Hall comes in and – Things really start to turn. Your thoughts about Will Hall and what this last year meant to a right. to a to a graduating Golden mm-hmm. Eagle like yourself. So um, you know, before he got there, we was three and nine. Um, everything was going downhill. Coaches leaving. Um, we have, I've been on the three head coaches in one year. You know, and typically as a player, you don't expect that. Right. And um, after that season, you know, he came in. Uh, came in. He changed around. You know, he changed the culture. He made it better for us. And, again, we go three and nine one more time. You know, it's, you wasn't expecting that either under a new head coach. Mm-hmm. And um, we take it a shot one more time in 2022. And um, this year we recruited. He got players in. And we got players from all around Mississippi area. You know, they come in, even some from out of state. And, you know, they bought into what he was buying, what what he was selling. And once we bought in, you know, everybody came together. We took it and we ran with it. And and just say we happy that we got a, a bowl game win. After. Right. So. We were all happy for you. <laughs> we were all happy yeah, for so you. Yeah, so I could definitely say that the bowl game win is definitely needed for Hattiesburg. It's right. been a while. All right, so Malik, we, if you get to the draft, all right, and Cincinnati comes in with a lower number than forget the Cardinals. Him, forget him, Malik. You, forget you're going to go with the Bengals even though it's <laughs> lower money. Get, he wants right. to go with a team that has a future. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, wow. <laughs> Cincinnati wouldn't be bad, would it, Malik? It wouldn't be bad at all. No, it wouldn't. Any wouldn't team mind. in the NFL would be good. There you go. <laughs> Any team, it okay, don't matter. Well, man, to me. we we wish you nothing but the best of luck. I we love you, it. and we appreciate all that you did here. Thank you for your support, at Southern Miss and Hamilton. I'm gonna let you clip. We, we're fixing going to the break. I'm gonna let you do the plug for D1 and DBAT, which is one of our great sponsors. So Hamilton. What do people need to know about D1 and DBAT? So people that want to get better in everything towards their athletic needs. So DBAT, if you need to work on pitching, hitting, uh, everything like that from a softball and baseball aspect, you need to go to DBAT. If you need, if you want to get better overall at any sport, whether it's soccer, football, baseball, golf, everything, come to D1 and we're going to get you right strength and conditioning. We're going to get you faster, stronger, and more flexible. And that's the three components to be a great athlete in any sport. Good job, my man. Appreciate it. D1 D-Bat, sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Guys, we appreciate you very much. Thank you. We'll be right back. Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, that was fun. We want to thank Malik Shorts and Hamilton Hudson from D1 Training for coming in, and the best of luck to uh, Malik Monday and Pro Day here. Thirteen guys working out for Pro Scouts Monday morning 
uh, in The Rock. And uh, at the top of that list, of course, Malik Shorts. And happy to say that we have the brand new, newly designed Eagle Hour shirts here. And they both left with one. And Malik told us he'd be wearing one around town. So uh, Malik Shorts draws attention. Big kid, Kelly. Uh, two, almost a two hundred pound DB, and uh, there's not there's no Muscle. fat on him. Yeah, no, there wasn't there wasn't any uh, fat on him. All right. Well, speaking of guests, we enjoy having a lot. Haven't had Al Holder on in a while. He's a good friend of ours, of course, and he's our go to guy when it comes up to keeping up with our, our former Golden Eagle baseballers and now in Major League Baseball. And uh, so we're talking a little bit off the air, and uh, right now the. Uh, the buzz is around Nick Sandlin, uh, no big surprise there, and you and you have what may be an update on Chucky Robinson. So uh, let's start with uh, Nick. How's he looking, Al? Well, he's he's only thrown uh, three innings, uh, but uh, he, and he's given up four strikeouts. Uh, he had four strikeouts, zero ERA, and so his whip is zero point three three, which is like almost unheard of. He's he really I've seen him pitch two innings. He just really, really looks sharp. I think they're just trying to not overwork him this spring and bring him back uh, because they want him uh, to be available during the, the regular season. But uh, his stuff looks really, really good. Fastball's live, and he's got that old slider, slurve, curveball, whatever it is, and he starts at the the uh, right-handed batter, and it ends up uh, across the plate. He's got that going, so it looks good, yeah. Right, and he he's fought. I know he's he's kind of fought some nagging, relatively minor injuries, and uh, so they. I'm sure they're trying to protect him from that. But you feel sure he's on the he's on the uh, roster? Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's any question. He's on the he's going he's on to be on the roster. Yeah, Chucky Robinson is is a a beloved figure here, of course, and uh, I know that last year when they had that field of dream games, he he was play he was on the field playing for the Cincinnati Reds. So is is he is he still in the picture with Cincinnati? You think uh, the the last I heard was he was invited to spring camp, but I haven't heard much after that. So there's just not much published out there. I really don't know. This may be his last shot uh, at uh, at making the shows. I just don't know. And then and then Kirk McCarty, who also was on the uh, I gotta it pains me to say this, but the Guardian roster, the Cleveland Indians, uh, he was released in November, so he's likely not yep. to be back with Cleveland. Right, but somebody may pick him up. No, uh, no, he's actually Kirk is playing in Korea. Korea, oh, really? yeah, yeah, he's in Korea. Uh, he and his wife and their and their little girl. They're they're the he just could not get a firm answer, you know, from the Guardians. They just weren't they just weren't giving him really any direction one way or the other and it got to a point where he said look i need to know something and they just weren't telling him what he wanted to hear so yeah he signed a he signed a deal in korea all right so i will get kelly involved in this because kelly and i have this discussion pretty frequently i'm interested to get your input i get so frustrated when i look at for example this year's baseball team and i see that the major leagues come in and they take they draft five kids off the off the pitching roster all of whom had another year of eligibility. Now, Kelly's argument to me is, it's every kid's dream. Every kid is going to chase that dream. I get that completely. But what's frustrating to me is, are, are they realistic when they tell a kid, well, if you give up your junior year, here, here are your odds of, of ever making it to the big show? Because it just seems like 99% of them, not just here but everywhere, disappear into the obscurity 
of minor league baseball, and then you find yourself wondering what would it been have been if they would have had all come back. I, I think Kelly's right. I hate to say that, by the way, but I think <laughs> very Kelly's few right people when... say that. So uh, you might <laughs> yeah, want to repeat it's... that one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't know if I can, yes, but anyway, hurts, uh, the the uh, uh, it is every kid's dream to to play to play Major League Baseball. But those guys that are actually on Major League rosters are so special. I mean, it, when you you look at the percentages of of players that actually end up there, they're just so special. The uh, and of course, all these minor league teams have to fill up rosters. So you've got to have players, and you've got to have good players. You you can't just put people out there that aren't going to perform. So it's a it's a it's a do it now or do it later kind of a thing. As I understand it, if you the most money, the better chance you have is after your junior year. That's that's what I I understand. There are exceptions to that, but I've got a couple of a couple of things on this t- this year's team. By the way, we we've got twelve. We've played twenty games. Twelve games, we've scored five or less runs. Six games, three or less runs. Nine games, four or less runs. It is a uh, uh, we just we're not hitting the baseball. If you look at the the pitching staff, the pitching staff's ERA is not bad. And uh, wow. I think our kids are swings are too long. And I don't know how Kelly he probably know more about that than me. But the you know they're 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 not. Wilkes is hitting better this year because his swing's shorter, and he's he's showing an inch of choke right. at the bottom of the right. bat. Well, the chances of Kelly being right twice in the same show are slim. But go ahead. Kelly. Yeah, where 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 is that? Die, where are those die uh, that you can roll? Um, back to the point, and then I'll and I'll come back. To that you know, you're talking about it's every kid's dream, right, to get to the major leagues. If they stay another year, let's just hypothetically say they were to stay another year in college, Bob. All right, the old adage that a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. All right, so you get an opportunity as a junior to go play pro ball. You you decline, say, I'm going to stay for my senior year. Well, then you blow your arm out or you tear up your knee your senior year. Then the opportunity to play pro ball is gone. All right? And every athlete, forget baseball, any athlete, any sport, thinks, and they would be wrong if they thought else, if they thought differently. Every athlete at a high competitive level thinks they are the man and that they are going to get, you know, to that highest level. One just left here. Uh, correct. And, right. and, and he's right to think that. If right. you don't think that, why would you expect anybody else to think that? Right. So, but then the other thing you're battling with as a college athlete that you're not, that, that you, that, you're not dealing with, rather, as a college athlete that you have to deal with in the big leagues is the huge influx of Latin American players. Mm-hmm. What, when you look at, at college rosters in the United States, you rarely hear a bunch of Garcias, Valenuevas, Dominguez, you know. Right. But in the major leagues, it's completely it's about different. 70%, is it not? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a, it's, it's a lot that, you, that you're not facing in college. So um, it's it's a whole different, literally, ball game at the big league yeah. level. All right, Al, we're going to get you to hold on if you not uh, if you're in a hurry. We'll come back and in, in, in the last segment and preview the weekend series. Like to get your input on that, but I'm going to throw this out at you and Kelly can get back in. I think I've said this to Kelly. As I look at the baseball team right now, this would be the biggest single difference I see. 
Yes, they're not hitting very well. But there were many times last year that we talked about the same thing. That it just it was a pretty good team average wise, but it just wasn't the offensive juggernaut we had seen in past years. But the pitching staff was so suffocating that you could just overcome bad nights at the plate. No walks, practically no walks, no hit batters, immense numbers of strikeouts, just suffocating the opponents. Team's hitting about the same way right now, but you don't have that suffocating staff, and therefore it reveals the the batting problem. And you have a much tougher schedule. And a much tougher schedule. I think that's no, a great No point. question. Yeah, the schedule is definitely tougher. So what are your thoughts about all that? I agree, yeah. I mean, we're, we're leaving uh, 9.3 players per game on base. Correct. <laughs> That's right. And, I mean, Ke- and Kelly that's makes a, a great lot. point, too, Al, about that. You could probably even do that and get away with it if you were playing a lesser schedule. Right. Yeah. But there's no yep. margin for error with these teams that you're playing, coming, including the one they're going to play here in about two hours. Yeah, which they yep. did. And, again, they did, in case people didn't know, because of uh, anticipated weather, they four moved o'clock. Yeah, today's game up to 4 o'clock uh, instead of 6. So hopefully you already knew that. But if you didn't, you, kn- you know now. Yeah. Okay, Al, can you stick around a little bit and finish the show sure. up with us? I don't know. He's got water. He's got water aerobics with Evelyn uh, in a little while. So that's not going. We're not going to interfere with that, are we? <laughs> no, I'm putting my floaties on right now <laughs> up there at Shady Acres. Yeah, we got a four minute break. You'll have plenty of time to get all the gear on uh, <laughs> between now and then. All right, we're going to bring back Al Holder uh, in the next segment. 4th Street Bar Grill sponsors the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're glad they do. It is a great place to have lunch five days a week. I guarantee all the ball games uh, will be on this weekend at 4th Street. They're right in the shadow of the rock. Remember, 4 o'clock this afternoon, a doubleheader starting tomorrow at 1. I think they take about 45 minutes between the first and second game, and it'll all be over by tomorrow. A lot of rain, I think, uh, obviously expected here. Tough series coming up, too. A really good baseball program is in town. We'll talk more with the guys about that on the other side of the break as we wrap up another week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Well, you know, Mope Beignet Company is the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. I may pay them a visit this weekend. They're right across the street from the Southern Miss campus. And and we've talked about it a lot, but despite what you may have heard about the thrashing that Kelly took at the hands of Luke Johnson in the beignet eating contest, what is oftentimes overlooked is it may have taken him a little longer, but Kelly ate six big, gigantic beignets just like Johnson did. And then on top of that, I actually watched him drink a glass of milk. See, I when you get to be my age, Bob, it's about savoring every moment of right. whatever it is. It could because be the last 
Correct. And, and Al Holder can attest to this. We don't know how much time we've got we left. We can all three attest to that. Right? That's for damn sure. <laughs> so we're going to enjoy, you know. Getting shorter all the time. <laughs> That's right. You're exactly right about that. Yeah. All right, Al. So uh, Kelly knows a little bit about Georgia Southern. He's got a daughter that graduated there, and he's educated me a lot on the Georgia Southern Athletic Department and uh, their history, and very similar in a lot of ways to the Southern Miss history. But we do know this: that, you know, they hosted a regional baseball tournament last year, and you, that's mm-hmm. not an easy thing to do when you're a school like Georgia Southern is to get that tournament. So they bring a they bring a lot to the table in here, and I think we're already beginning to get a taste of Sun Belt baseball. And as I look down that schedule, there may be one or two weekends that you figure that would go your way, but I don't know that there's any certainty in any game that's going to be played the rest of the year. No, this this is a tough league. It, it's uh, and they, and they prove it uh, week in and week out whether they're playing. Uh, in conference or out, they they prove uh, their worth. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting year, but we we've if, if we don't start averaging six or seven runs a game, you know, uh, on offense, we're just really we're we're going to be just dropping back and back and back. It, we, we've got to start hitting the baseball. I've, I've often wondered why we don't use Montenegro as a uh, as a designated hitter when. Uh, because he he swings the bat. I like the way that kid swings the bat. Well, it's it's kind it's kind of a double edged sword, Al. Because when you when you get into a hitting slump, you know you you almost try too hard to get out of the slump, and then you wind up developing some bad habits that you wouldn't normally mm-hmm. do because you're trying so hard to get out of the slump. But while you're in the slump, there's a subconscious feeling that the pitching staff has that we can't give up any more runs because my teammates aren't hitting the ball. So what do mm-hmm. pitchers do? Then they try too hard, right? So it just gets to be this vicious cycle. And with maturity, which the pitching staff is still young, and I still contend it's immensely talented. Um, yes. But, but, but the, your point is well taken. They, they've got to start hitting, but how, you know, it, it's easy to say, but when you're facing great pitching, and look, Georgia Southern comes in here this weekend with two highly accomplished left-handers. And you're seeing this this trend now that teams are – they don't even necessarily have to be great left-handers as long as they're left-handers because they know that most of these Southern Miss guys swing it from that side. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and our coach told us earlier this week that uh, two of the three starters they think will be top 40 or 50 draft choices uh, from a pitching position. So it's just going to be – it's going to be another tough weekend. It's not going to be an ECL. That last weekend, that staff last weekend was very good. I thought mm-hmm. uh, they, they they mixed up their pitches really well. Uh, I don't know who was calling all of that, but uh, they, they 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 mixed their speeds. It, it was uh, that, that was a tough uh, uh, a tough staff last weekend, and it, it proved to be you know they what took two or three. So it- it's, and when you look at, you know, Bob, you were talking about some of the teams that you feel comfortable beating. You were being very kind, but Louisiana Monroe and Arkansas State are Those two. Those are the two that come to mind. Right. But but all Monroe does this week is beat La Tech. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Monroe <laughs> beat Ole Miss earlier this year. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you, if you think that's going to be low-hanging fruit, you better think again. I don't think there is any such thing in college baseball. Scott Berry has said before, uh, Al, that uh, – no sport is more vulnerable to upsets or uncertainty than college baseball is. 
And I think no that's question. right. Sander made the comment earlier, I think, in the week, if you're the bigger, stronger football team, chances are you're going to win. If you're the mm-hmm. bigger, stronger, lengthier basketball team, chances are you're going to win. But size seems to mean absolutely nothing in college baseball. Mm-hmm. True. It just, but you still have to put the ball in play. We seem to – I just – I don't know. These kids get taught, you know, and, and we've got – I'm not going to mention any names, but on our our, our uh, team, we got these kids that are just trying to lift the ball all the time, and it's – you know, that's just I, I that's a recipe that. for disaster unless you hit it out of the park. All right, we got 30 seconds, guys, so so let's do this. Let's uh, Al's our guest. We'll take him first. Give us your, your prediction of how you think things play out this weekend. Well, it all gets back to the bats. If, if this afternoon, if we start start uh, putting the ball in play when, when people are on base instead of swinging and uh, striking out, I think you'll start to see uh, uh, a lot of improvement uh and hopefully just being home is going to help. So let's let's say the Eagles take two out of three. That's exactly where I, that's exactly how I feel. I think I, I, again, I'm not ready to panic. It's a long season still. It's still Southern Miss baseball. It there's, is. There's a lot of talented kids on the team. Great coaching staff. I agree yep. with you two guys. Two out of three. Tough games though. Taking nothing yep. for granted. But Tough games. But as the late Meatloaf once said, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> the late Meatloaf. <laughs> I think that means it's time for us to go, Al. We, we appreciate you very much, my friend. Thanks. Y'all have a great week. All right, Al Holder, everybody. We, we end the week, ladies and gentlemen, by quoting Meatloaf. Thank you very much, Kelly. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.